Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we've got Maisie on, who is a dental uh, student. Hi Maisie. Hiya, thanks for having me. Um, so Maisie, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a second year dental student at Prince Dental School or the University of Plymouth. Uh, yeah. The University of Plymouth, uh, my yeah. old um, campus. Oh, no way. Yeah, I was there four years crazy did you like it <laughs> i loved it yeah i mean i stayed on for another year there so yeah i absolutely yeah. loved it uh, brilliant brilliant city great university mm. um yeah really good we always yeah. threatened to go and visit julie yeah, you never but, did um, it's too far away for us to be honest <laughs> oh. <laughs> um so why did you choose to go into dentistry so I've always enjoyed sort of working with people. Um, I've been in a number of sort of customer facing jobs, you know, throughout school. So I always knew that I wanted to go into something that involved heavily interacting with people, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I know a lot of dental students have family who are in dentistry, but my family is possibly the furthest you can get from that. Uh, we have a lot of accountants, but no <laughs> members in healthcare professions, um, which I think is quite different here anyway. But when I was in about, I think, year nine or something in school, I remember being taken to a careers fair where we had loads of speakers come and speak to us from different jobs. Um, and the one that stood out to me most was the dentist who spoke to us okay. because they explained that it involved working with patients as well as being able to sort of show that creative side that you need to have as a dentist, which I quite liked. Um, so I liked the idea of that. And then I had a little bit more of a look into it and I contacted my local university at the time. So I'm actually from Wales. So I contacted a Cardiff university to see if I could do any work experience with them. Mm -hmm. And I ended up doing um, some work experience with them at the dental school. And I was able to see sort of all of the departments they have. So like A&E, the orthodontic side and stuff like that. And that was really, really great. And I think being able to get that hands-on experience at such a young age, I think was what really opened my eyes to the world of dentistry and I kind of found it interesting so I thought oh, yeah I'd stick with it. It's funny you mentioned the uh, the creative side as well we had the uh, Dr Shiraz Khan on a while ago and right, yeah. he was chatting about that actually and I really didn't think think of that as being part of dentistry really but that is actually quite a large part of the job isn't it? hundred percent I mean you need to have an extreme amount of manual dexterity because when you think about it you're working with such a tiny canvas but you know you can be removing you know half of a tooth surface and you need to rebuild it to exactly what it looked like before so you really need to be able to sort of see and have that creativity I think to be a good dentist mm. so yeah having that manual dexterity is definitely important and that's one of the things as well it's it's such a powerful thing, the the mouth and the smile, and it, it gives people so much confidence. It's it's such a unique part of the body that has both this um, this surgical side, uh, medical side, but also it, it has that aesthetics of you know you need to make it look nice um, in your work as well. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things that you don't really think about until you see how it can impact someone. So I remember seeing a patient who had no front teeth and, you know, then they then got a partial denture fitted by one of the older students. And the change that that had on just their everyday life and their confidence is crazy when you don't even think about it. Like you don't think about, you know, having teeth. But when you think about it, a smile is a huge person. It is a huge part of a person's appearance, really. Mm, yeah. 
So it sounds like you had quite an early epiphany, if you like, that, you know, you wanted to go into dentistry year nine. So you're just sort of talking about what options you're going to take. Did you cater your education into getting into dental school? I definitely did. I think in year about like obviously in year 10, you're doing your GCSEs. Um, I did, but I also made sure that it was subjects that I wanted to study. So I also studied like drama at GCSE, which obviously isn't a typical GCSE of someone who wants to be a dental student, you know. Um, but I also did things like I made sure I did the sciences, obviously, like all of them, and made sure like I did as many maths qualifications as I could. But I also made sure that I did things I enjoyed as well. So I did like history and drama, um, which I think actually is definitely not necessarily a disadvantage because I studied history but I remember in my interview at Plymouth because I was because obviously they've changed the interview style now but when I had a panel interview I remember them saying like it's interesting your history because it's different you know it's not what we necessarily expect but actually it's interesting so I did cater my like GCSEs and A-levels, A-levels especially um, towards getting into dental school but I also made sure that I was studying things I wanted to study as well. So that's interesting. How was that process for you getting, you know, the interview process into getting into dental school? Were there anything you did to stand out or any recommendations you would give for people going through that process? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I applied a few quite a few years ago now, so I'm sure things have changed. But I think there's just some things that if you are looking into dentistry, that you just need to know know that you have and you need to be able to talk about them so for example you need to show how you have manual dexterity you know they're not going to let you in if you haven't shown that you have at least some sort of creative side to you where you can use your hands very well um so I remember I think I did like an origami course or something um yeah so I think a lot of people you know they play instruments and things like that as long as you show the dental school that you can use your hands and that you are very manually dexterous I think that's probably one of the biggest things to show in an interview because that's one of the biggest things you need as a, like as a dental professional um I also think you know not being sort of robotic in your personal statement is important as well making sure that your personal statement is personal to you and not just sort of itemized list as to why you'd make a good dentist <laughs> Um, because I think that can get quite boring, especially for people who are reading the personal statements. So I think that's quite important too. And so then, you, so you got into dentist school and then what's kind of, what's been your experience so far there? Yeah, so obviously my experience has been, I had kind of two different experiences because of obviously the coronavirus. Mm. But I think as a whole, um, Plymouth has dealt quite well with the coronavirus. Like we've been seeing patients since November um which is really really good for dental schools um but I think because I actually took a year out before I came to uni I I got my offer and then I decided to take a year out before I came um which is a bit that's not very common where you find people who take gap years like just because I I just wanted to take a break before I went into dental school Mm. um which I think was definitely one of the best decisions I've made because dental school is very very full-on and I think that is important to know as well Mm -hmm. because you know being a student as it is increases your risk of burnout so making sure that you sort of can have that work-life balance but also have a break for dental school is important I think my experience has been great I like the way that they do exams and things like that at Plymouth because we have terminally exams which I know a lot of dental schools have all of their exams like at the end of the year 
Okay. But I prefer having them spread out sort of over the term. Yeah, that Christmas term and then the summer term. Yeah, because it puts a little bit less pressure on you to do well in every single one. Whereas, um, like, obviously, if they're all at the end of the year, you have to really sort of remember all of the information that you've been taught throughout the whole year. So I quite like that. Um, And, yeah, no, I think student life is great at Plymouth because, obviously, it's a lovely city. It's small, but it's not too small. And I think, you know, the people at Plymouth are really nice and you get to see patients really early on, which is really nice. I was going to say, how does that that work? So, you, you know, what are you doing in year one? So I think we might be one of the only dental schools who actually lets year, like first year see patients. But depending on which patient patients you get, you can end up doing things like restorations in year one. Wow, um, is, so that, like is that quite complicated or? It's not too complicated. And I also think the earlier you start doing it, the better you'll get quite fast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not too complicated I think it is very daunting so I remember when I had my first patient I was so nervous <laughs> like I was just so so nervous but actually I think it's one of those things that you get thrown into the deep end but once you get into the deep end you realize actually it's not that deep so it's actually fine mm. um so it's quite nice actually being able to see patients from such a young year and how much of obviously by the sounds of it you're actually quite hands-on even in the first year how much of it is that hands-on um breakdown between getting involved and also the theoretical side you know sitting in a lecture hall um listening to people (laughs) lecture yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) so in first year you only have one day of clinical week and that starts in march so before then you're just doing like practical skill sessions and having lectures but then you start seeing patients once a week in year one that sort of then shifts so then in year two you see them twice a week and then in year three I think we're going to be seeing them three times a week one week and then two times another week so it sort of gradually increases and you have most of your lectures in year one and then you'll have lectures in year two and then less in year three because by that point you will have sort of been given all of the information that or most of the information that you'll need to know um so it's just a case of sort of building on the knowledge that we get in year one um but I think it's actually quite nice to have the sort of differentiation between having like a practical hands-on session and then having lectures. Cause I know obviously a lot of other courses, you know, you don't have that. So I think it's quite nice because it means you're doing different things constantly, which I think is quite interesting. And it sort of keeps students engaged, which is really great. How, how does um, the information you uh, get broken down into like subjects? Um, do you have different things that you specifically have to work on? Yeah, so we focus mainly on things like anatomy and sort of, you know, histology and things like that in like year one. And then we have we see a sort of shift um, in between that and then going into more clinical knowledge, which we get in year two. So there's a really big shift between sort of your scientific knowledge and your scientific foundation. And then you move on to sort of clinical knowledge and things you need to know as a practitioner. Um so that shift sort of happens between year, I think year one and two, but we don't get a sort of specification that you get with like A-levels and things like that, but you just get a lot of different topics and that can seem a bit daunting, but they do teach you sort of how to manage that because you need to sort of make sure that you're keeping on top of that and sort of make your own specification, if that makes sense. Mm. 
I think it's quite interesting having uh, having you on because obviously you're right in the midst really of 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 doing your uh, you know your dental school. So have you started to think about how you're going to sort of look for employment once you once you finish your final year next year? Um, have you you know you've got a good Instagram uh, account already, which is kind of what we always talk about, funnily enough, on the podcast, and we always suggest to people is to build an online presence mm. now, not just have a CV or a covering letter, yeah. actually have something people can go and look at and see if you've built a following and whatnot but are you doing anything else to to help improve your chances of employment yeah I think especially to be honest the world of dentistry is a very competitive world you know like any profession it is very competitive so I think you do need to be sort of looking at opportunities that you can get for yourself to make you stand out um so I have a few years left uh, of being a student which is quite nice, but I have started to sort of look at other things that I can do to sort of, I don't know, not necessarily stand out, but just sort of make a name for myself. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started with the social media. I decided to make an Instagram just so I could sort of network with other dental students and sort of document my journey. But in making that, I think it was really helpful to me because I was able to see what other students were doing. And then I was able to ask them how they got involved with like opportunities like that. And I think, I've become involved with like my local dent sock. So every dental school has like a dental society. So I'm the president of that this year. Wow. Um, and sort of getting involved with things like that. So like I'm the course rep for my year currently, which is great because it means we can like sort of feedback any like positive and negative feedback we have to our staff, which is great. And just doing little things like that, I think helps because you can just put them on your CV. And I also recently was able to be published in a magazine, which was absolutely amazing. But I wouldn't have gotten things like that if I didn't sort of make that social media account, which I pretty much just used to sort of talk to other dental students about opportunities and things like that and figure out like how I can get involved with those opportunities. I love that. It's such a good example of what we always talk about. You, you mm. have to go above the extra mile. You can't just go and get a degree yeah. anymore. You have to put yourself out there. Um, absolutely. So how long is dental school? so it's five years to become a general years. dentist wow. yeah yeah it's quite a long time <laughs> yeah well julie you managed to stay for four years at plymouth and you're a mechanical engineer mate yeah wow. um, <laughs> i mean I, I miss plymouth i absolutely fell in love with it it was a brilliant city to to um, live in and study um and to be honest the more i'm talking to you i just want to go back and have a pint on the bar or something <laughs> oh it's so nice yeah no absolutely it's such a lovely city it's nice because i feel like it's a city but also you can drive like 20 minutes and be at the beach yeah exactly well you can walk to the beach well exactly well, yeah, to walk to the beach get a boat over yeah, yeah well, absolutely enough for a missing jewels i know um, um, <laughs> anyway so what's the kind of um split between going into the nhs kind of side of dentistry versus private practice you know do you have to do some nhs work once you qualify or is that included in your degree so you go after you graduate you do what's called like a foundation year so I th i'm pretty sure all dental students do the foundation year so you do the foundation year which is going to be um working in the NHS and then from there you can decide what you want to do so it depends on obviously the dental students some students just want to go straight into private but some students want to work in the NHS for their whole life so it completely depends on the dental student really um you, it's just yeah it's completely different yeah and, and how much of your 
uh, education once you finish your uh, your time at dentist dentist school dentist school mm-hmm. dental school yeah yeah dental school thank you (laughs) Um, i'm having a mare um (laughs) how much of it afterwards is continued professional development have you already sort of started to think about that because i guess with medicine things change regularly yeah so i think cpd is something you have to do throughout your life really um it's a requirement so you just have to do a certain number of hours per year um Mm -hmm. and make sure that some of them are certifiable so you know cpd is just another thing that you need to make sure that you're doing throughout your time as a dentist to make sure that you are which is is, is very important because you do need to make sure that you are continuing professional development because it is very very important so you know it is a it is quite <laughs> there are quite a lot of hours that you have to do with cpd but i think it's very 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 important mm. and what sort of personality traits do you see in yourself and some of your the other students around you you think uh, really help within this Uh, industry helping you study and will help you in the future yeah so I think um the biggest personality traits that I see in you know my peers and I think in most dental students is empathy um being able to empathize with someone is a crucial skill if you're going to become a dentist and that is normally something they ask about in interviews because it's so important you really need to be able to relate to your patients on a personal level um just to make sure that you can have that you know, patient dentist rapport. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that you learn throughout dental school quite quickly, which is another advantage of sort of seeing patients early on is that you can work on building that rapport with your patients, which is really nice. And I think another thing would be team working skills as well. So in dental school or at Plymouth, definitely, um, we nurse for each other. So obviously as a dentist, you have a dental nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, at dental school you're you will have a dental student who nurses for you and then you will nurse for them in return um being able to work with another dental student shows you just how important that teamwork is um and yeah it's just a crucial skill being able to work and communicate effectively with others as well and I think it's really great that you can do that with another dental student because it teaches you both like invaluable invaluable skills Mm. And at what point during your degree and your learning do you start to think about specialisation within different fields in dentistry? I think it completely depends on the student because some people come into dental school and they're like, yep, yeah, I'm going to be an orthodontist, whereas some are like, I don't want to specialise. Um, I think it completely depends. I think we get told about it, you know, on and off by our lecturers and things like that, but they don't talk to you about it seriously really until the end of your degree because I think before you can specialise, you need to become the best general dentist that you can become. And if you're thinking about specialising you like immediately, then you're going to sort of put the basic general dental skills to side to the side, which mm. is obviously detrimental. So I think more towards the later aspects of your degree, but some students know for off the bat that they want to be a certain specialisation. Yeah. See, this might be a bit of an unfair question for you, but what for in your eyes what are some of the biggest positives of the industry oh that's a very good question i think there are so many positives to the dental industry to be honest the first being you know being able to help someone to smile again Mm. is just an amazing positive that you really can't replace with anything i think a smile is something you don't think about as I said earlier until obviously you're missing it so 
by being able to help people smile again, you know, you are helping them in a tremendous way that you can't even explain. I think as well, a lot of people, a lot of people view the dentist as a place where they can come and it's a safe space and they can sort of talk to the dentist. And a lot of people have great relationships with the dentist. And I think, you know, being able to work in an environment where everyone's happy and you're able to communicate well with patients is just such an amazing thing that, again, you just can't explain. Would you recommend um, other people to go into the practice um, study uh, at university? Would you recommend people to um, study for both the academic side and also the social side? What's your been your experience of that so far? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think if you're interested in it, I think dentistry, much like other degrees, is something you can't just go into if you're not sure if you want to be a dentist. I think if you're going to commit to the degree, you need to know that you want to be a dentist before you can go into the degree. And I think it's definitely not easy at any university, you know, becoming a dentist is not an easy path to choose. But if you want to do it, then it's definitely worth doing. I think in terms of the social side, actually being a dental student at Plymouth is great anyway, because you can get involved with your local dental and things like that. So you'll always have events where you can meet other dental students and things like that. And especially in terms of I know a lot of dental students will say, oh, well, you will have no time to socialise, but that isn't true. You can make time to socialise as long as you, you know, work with your time effectively and make sure you're revising effectively. You really can have time for socials, especially in first year. I think it's actually not that hard to balance. You just need to be smart with how you plan your time. Mm. So somebody listening to this thinking, you know, I'm going to go down the route of being a dentist. What are the top four things they can do um, to help them you know progress to getting into dentist school well that's a very good question again I think the first thing I would say is experience get as much experience as you can get and I know obviously that's hard in the current pandemic but I think getting as much experience as you can will really really help you and it'll consolidate your like decision to become a dentist as well Mm -hmm. because you need to make sure that you want to do this for the next you know rest of life the next 20 years or something at least so I think getting as much experience in as many different fields as you can as well so you know don't just go into your general dentist and get experience there you know contact your local hospital or contact your local university and ask if you can do experience with them especially work hard if anyway I was really lucky to get experience there because you know I was able to go into A&E I was able to go into sort of the emergency side of dentistry as well as the orthodontic side and the pediatric side and all sorts so I think seeing lots of different dental professionals at work is really important and not just going to one dental practice to get work experience like I definitely get as much as you can Mm -hmm. um I think the second thing I would say is make sure that you how do I say this make sure that you know how to manage your time effectively before you get to uni Mm. um you know really use your a-levels as a chance to know how you revise but also make sure that you can control your work-life balance and still have that during a-levels because that's something that a lot of people forget at university but it's something that's really important in keeping your mental health good and healthy Mm, i Um, think julie might have forgotten how to balance his time between that and the pub to be honest (laughs) (laughs) mine went the other way though (laughs) well i mean now lockdown's over (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but and then also I would say do things that aren't dentistry, to be honest. I mm. think I think a lot of dental students just do dentistry, which is good. But uh, for me, that definitely wouldn't work. You know, have hobbies that aren't to do with dentistry or teeth. Um, you know, join your local water sports society or something. Or like if you have any clubs at school, you know, find a hobby that's not to do with dentistry. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Have you built any expectations salary-wise for once you leave university? Does anyone ever talk to you about that? Because we we often ask all our guests that are in the industries, you know, these are some figures, these are the averages. Do you agree with them? Um, and when we looked up dentistry, the average starting was around 32,000. I just wondered yeah. if anyone had ever talked to you about that or that you'd thought about salary. Well, I know we get lectures about it um, later on. We haven't had any yet because we're just so early on in our degree, but we have been talked by talked to by uh, like external companies. So I know a few dents are we organised like a talk with Wesleyan, um, who did talk to us about finances and stuff. I haven't built too many expectations up because, as I said, because I haven't got family in the sort of dental field. Obviously, when I came into it, I didn't really have any expectations as to what my salary would be. Mm. Um, but I know that, you know, the starting is 32. That's from like, that's from your foundation year. So that, and then obviously it'll gradually increase. But personally, I haven't. I know, again, some people will. And if people have family who are in dentistry, then obviously they'll know. But we get told about that like a little bit later on in like year four. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you never expected to be doing being involved with um along this path into becoming a dentist and it's more of a regular occurrence than you expected yeah 100 percent. i think um the biggest thing that has changed all the biggest thing that i've discovered in dental school is actually how confident you become you know you have to do so many things on your own as a dental student you know we have to deliver like these things called student-led plenaries which are like a lecture it's a small lecture basically that you have to deliver in front of your whole year group but even just doing little things like that really helps you to build your confidence and I think learn how to speak in front of like big audiences which is something that I actually never thought I'd do because when I was in A-levels and GCSEs I was so shy um <laughs> so I think that and I've talked to a lot of my friends as well and they feel the same where they just didn't think that they'd be able to, you know, just go into a room and talk to a bunch of strangers. But actually, dental school has taught us that it's actually so much easier than we think, which is really, really great. Awesome. And would you uh, still do this degree, knowing everything you know now? Yes, definitely. I think I remember when I first did my work experience with students, they were all saying, like, they were like, don't do it, it's so hard. Like, it, you, you, you'll never have any time and anything like that. So I remember going into it, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? I got so scared because I've been terrified by all these older students. But I think, honestly, it's not as daunting as people make it sound. You just need to know yourself and how you work effectively and just not waste time. But also, you know, if you've been revising for like six hours straight, just stop revising. It's not going to go in, you know, just relax. <laughs> so I think that's definitely, I definitely do it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on, Maisie. It's been, uh, it's been really interesting to hear your perspective and point of view on the degree. No, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you on social media and ask you any questions and stuff like that? Reach out. Yeah, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is at Maisie's Dental Diary. So yeah, feel free to drop me a message of any questions you have. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Maisie. Fab. Thank you so much. <laughs>